The following program is made possible in part by the generous financial support of listeners like you. By Maximize Life Chiropractic, bringing you to optimum health, Maximize Life Chiropractic. For more information in the Denver metro area, give them a call at 303-922-8146 or visit the website at www.MaximizeLifeChiropractic.com. By Internet Media Providers, makers of X-Cable. Watch almost any television station in the world, including programs on demand with X-Cable. For more information, look for the link to Internet Media Providers on this website or app, or visit us directly at www. Dot internet media providers dot com. The opinions and views expressed in the following program are solely those of the show hosts and guests of the program, and are not necessarily those of CTK Radio Ministries, CTK Media Services, or the management and staff thereof. to the Prophecy Show. I'm your host, Michael Van Lowe. I'm here as always with my lovely wife, Angela, and the Prophet of the Hour, Dr. Andrew. How are you today, sir? Doing well. So today is July 19th, 2020, and uh, yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on. And I have Anthony here and um, Anthony Trujillo, uh, who has uh, who does a lot of government contracting. Um, so he understands, you know, what's kind of going on uh, just the world situation and globally what's happening. So, um, so interestingly, scripturally, God, uh, God's a forgiving God. He always gives us a warning, you know? Agreed. So, yeah. Agreed. so I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you read this for me, Anthony. It's basically out of Genesis and it was a warning to Noah, uh, when things were about to come. Now the earth was corrupt in sight of God, and the earth was filled with violence. God looked on the earth, and behold, it was corrupt, for all flesh had corrupted their way upon the earth. And then God said to Noah, Go ahead. The end of all flesh has come before me, for the earth is filled with violence because of them. And behold, I am about to destroy them with the earth. Make for yourself an ark of gopher wood. You shall make the ark with rooms, and shall cover it inside and out with pitch. This is how you shall make it. The length of the ark, 300 cubits, its breadth, 50 cubits, and its height, 30 cubits. You shall make a window for the ark, and finish it to a cubit from the top, and set the door of the ark in the side of it. You shall make it with lower, second, and third decks. Behold, I... Even I am bringing the flood of water upon the earth to destroy all flesh in which is the breath of life. From under heaven, everything that is on the earth shall perish. But I will establish my covenant with you, 
you shall enter the ark, you and your sons, your wife, and your sons' wives with you. And of every living thing of all flesh, you shall bring two of every kind into the ark, to keep them alive with you. They shall be male and female, of the birds after their kind, and of the animals after their kind, of every creeping thing of the ground after its kind, two of every kind will come to you to keep them alive. As for you, take for yourself some of all food which is edible, and gather it to yourself, and it shall be for food for you and for them. Thus Noah did in according to all that God commanded him, so he did. Genesis 6. So the... Um, I think what the world is forgetting right now, you know, we're in this middle of this COVID crisis, and it's it's actually it's a, it's actually kind of uh, interesting to see that um, Fauci's actually been very prophetic with his numbers. So they were kind of uh, squawking at him, you know. Originally, as you recall, he said, "Well, there's going to be somewhere from 100 to 200 thousand deaths." And uh, everyone was like, even the you know, even the guys from WHO were like, "Are you kidding me?" Um, Definitely the White House is like, are you kidding me? Uh, and sure enough, we're, we're close to 140,000 today. So those numbers are... Accurate. <laughs> accurate. Yeah. The other one is, the, he said, you know, if we're not, if we're not careful, the numbers are going to be 100,000 new cases a day. And we're all like, all these guys are saying, you're crazy. It'll never be 100,000 a day in the United States. Mm-hmm. And uh, just uh, the other day, we hit close to seventy-eight thousand a day, and so, yeah. So his numbers are very accurate, and it's not that he's prophetic by any means. He is, uh, as uh, as I am, you know, I'm a doctor, and it's all epidemiology. I mean, mm-hmm. you can just look at the numbers and say, okay, this is where the curve's heading, and this is what numbers are going to be hit. So um, he appears to be a real, a very realistic person. Yeah, he's very realistic. Uh, in some ways, I, I mean, some of it I'm a little anxious about. So I'm anxious about um, the fact that they're pushing this vaccine. And as we know, it takes several years to develop a vaccine safely. So, you know, so far they've got 18 healthy individuals that they did the vaccine on. And I'm like, um, I'm a little concerned, as you can understand about what effect that'll have on the general population because you're not you're not vaccinating just young healthy 18 year olds yeah you know you're vaccinating 70 year olds with diabetes and all sorts of anti-inflammatory disorders so so what effect that'll have having a live virus injected into someone it's it's anyone's bet you know agree yeah anyone's bet could be yeah, it could be disastrous, you know, if we have to suddenly abort the vaccines just because uh, people are dying from the vaccine. So. Yeah, uh, uh, as you had mentioned, I think that uh, it takes time to develop vaccines. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. Trying to force it could uh, create doubt and uh, a lot of confusion. Yeah, so I think, um, so that's one thing I, I think your, obviously your expertise is in is the fact that I foresee that the treatment is going to be face masks. It's going to be PPE. It's going to be avoiding passing the virus too quickly 
so that it doesn't overwhelm our health system. Um, so your com your comments on that? As far the, as the the face masks work. Um, you know, it's good medicine. I think just to 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 protect yourself and to be on guard and and it it's not that difficult to become accustomed to it right now. If you look back at the uh, in 1918, they wore fa face masks, mm -hmm. and uh, some people were opposed to it back then, but people wore face masks to stay safe. Sure. And here we are, uh, over 100 years later, we could be doing the same. We oh, should yeah. be wearing the face mask. It, it's, uh, there, there are programs out there where face masks can be made available to those that can't afford them. But we, you know, for what you pay for less than a cup of coffee, you can get a face mask. Mm -hmm. um, if you were buying a cup of coffee every day, you could you could get a face mask. So you know, it, it's uh, depends on what degree you want. But by the same hand, I think that um, there will be resources to provide those, mm -hmm. and I, I feel it's very important to. Um, Follow the simple steps of, if you're in public places, to, to wear that and uh, to continue to um, be conscious of uh, social distancing. I think that's all very important. Mm -hmm. How do you foresee <clears throat> just the, um, you know, as you know, um, with the beginning of this crisis, there was a, a gross uh, and drastic shortage of PPE. Uh, not just for the, I mean, let alone for the general population, but the, the basically the first responders, the people uh, at the hospitals uh, caring for these patients. Um, how 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 is the situation looking right now for PPE uh, in the future? Well, I think I think uh, for uh, for sterile face masks that are being used in the critical care mm -hmm. is one type of face mask that is in demand and uh, manufacturers are increasing their production mm -hmm. which is bringing more volume into the US. I'm currently working with two manufacturers that are US manufacturing face masks now um, and uh, we will continue to do that. Same with the gloves is to focus on US manufacturing. But at the present time, there's more volume coming into the market and lower cost. Initially, uh, there was a lot of price gouging on product, but I do see that availability is increasing. Mm -hmm. um, just at the airport today in Denver, uh, uh, we seen a vending machine that had vending for face masks. Mm -hmm. So um, making it available and knowing where to find it is important. But I think that even more so, how to get affordable product and and or uh, free product to the general public is gonna be very important. Mm -hmm. But there is more supply now than there was before. Mm -hmm. The manufacturers are ramping up um, production product and uh, we do see Availability. Mm -hmm. I know a big concern. Um, so I personally wear a 3N mask. It's the P100, just because I work with the homeless people. But um, the one thing I noticed was that the uh, the face mask that I was wearing could not be obtained 
you couldn't you couldn't buy it with your life, you know. Um, and that's because of the fact that 3M was based in China. Um, so do you, do you foresee our own industry taking over a lot of this PPE well, manufacturing? That, yeah, I do see uh, more uh, other countries globally uh, mm -hmm. manufacturing PPE mm -hmm. um, from the masks to the gowns to the gloves, uh, multiple items. Mm -hmm. um, I do know that 3M's production globally will be increasing. Mm -hmm. um, I, I see where 3M with the government was working on the U.S. stockpile mm -hmm. of PPE, uh, but there is a large demand and there are programs through the De Defense Logistics Agency mm -hmm. for grants uh, for companies to manufacture PPE mm -hmm. in the U.S. So there's objectives to get more U.S. manufacturers and uh, the effort to get more product in the market under uh, the Buy American Act and try to focus on product here in the U.S., uh, there's availability mm -hmm. um, for, for grants and for resources to get that accomplished. I'm currently working, as I mentioned, with a couple of programs on masks and gloves right now. Mm -hmm. The other issue, of course, was um, when this first the outbreak first came out in March, uh, was the testing was a huge issue. So, um, ironically, the shortage from a first responder standpoint was the fact that I couldn't get a hold of uh, nasal swabs that were not cotton based uh, so I, I you know I, as most of you are probably well well aware of now the swabs need to be either foam or plastic based in order to get uh, your viral RNA samples um, but anyway the obviously the government the industries are making a move to try to um, make testing a lot quicker and a lot more available um, a lot of it is, it is ELISA-based, so basically, same as your strep test, you should be able to get your answer within 10 minutes, um, letting the uh, ELISA do its thing. But um, what's, your been, what's your experience been with the uh, testing? Well, I, I think similar experiences is initially uh, swabs. There was major shortage of swabs. Uh, there was the time lag from the time you were tested to the time you received your results uh, became frustrating for a lot of people, mm -hmm. needing a uh, more rapid response. There uh, came into the market rapid antibody tests and antigen tests that uh, were um, lower cost and uh, rapid result, but mm -hmm. from diagnostic tests uh, that would not be a PCR uh, required to go to a lab, those tests should be coming into the market very soon, as yeah. you had mentioned. Yeah. Yeah, I think the uh, the issue with those initial tests was the, uh, as, the as you're probably well aware of, the immunoglobulin takes time to develop in a uh, sick, sick patient, so there were a lot of false... Uh, false negatives because you'd take the swab and they wouldn't have antibodies to the virus. And then, of course, the antigen, 
uh, there were a lot of false positives because the virus is very similar to the cold virus, which a lot of people have. So, mm -hmm. so like I said, those those tests unfortunately hadn't gone through the rigors of scientific proof. Um, but I'm I'm hoping that uh, yeah that we come out with uh, some better and quicker tests. Um, yeah, a lot of it, like I said, has been um, we've kind of struggled to get through it, and just kind of a just kind of a storyline. Uh, the way I got around with the nasal swabs was uh, like foam swabs. It's like I, I remember using foam swabs. Oh yeah, it was to it was to paint my model trains. So I called the model train company and said, "Hey, can I get a whole bunch of these?" And they said, "Sure, we'll get you in the next day." <laughs> So that's how I got around that one. <laughs> well, that's fantastic. I think that, yeah, we all have to be innovative, and uh, and I, uh, I do know that um, that the testing and the demand for testing will continue to be high. Mm -hmm. I think the timeliness of FDA approvals will run their course. Uh, uh, you know, the, a lot of the test kits in the market, some of them have the EUA for emergency use authorization. Mm -hmm. uh, however, um, they, these are uh, temporary uh, authorizations until more science and more research can be developed. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. Well, why don't we take a break here and uh, we'll be right back. Dr. Andrew has written eight books on end-time prophecy related to this series. To find out more about Dr. Andrew and the books on end-time prophecy, visit his website at www.andrewtheprophet.com. That's www.andrewtheprophet.com. The best way to keep track of what's going on in the Middle East is to visit the prophecy.blog. Observers and reporters on the ground update the site in real time hourly, so you stay informed. That's the prophecy.blog. You're listening to Christ the King Radio at ctkradio.org. This program is available as a podcast. Simply visit the podcast section of our website, www ctkradio.org click on the logo for the prophecy show and look for the title of this program in the listing services in kind provided by maximize life chiropractic bringing you to optimum health maximize life chiropractic for more information in the denver metro area give them a call at 303-922 8146 or visit the website at www.maximizelifechiropractic.com by internet media providers makers of patriot with patriot every news channel in the world is at your fingertips the patriot for more information look for the link to internet media providers on this website or app or visit us directly at www.internetmediaproviders.com. 
ctkradio.com. You're listening to Christ the King Radio at ctkradio.org. So we're back again, and um, yeah, we're talking about this COVID crisis, and really, in my professional opinion, it's not going anywhere soon. We're going to continue to have to deal with it. Then we've got this issue with um, the swine flu. Mm -hmm. So God help us if a G4 H1N1 swine flu comes out. It'll literally kill people in the millions. Uh, So really, I think it is essential that... uh, yeah, that we do have the ability to provide PPE, and perhaps that's the blessing, is now people are more comfortable with uh, distancing and wearing PPE. Um, so my concern is, um, you know, from a prophetic standpoint, we are in the fourth seal. So we're going to see pandemic after pandemic, uh, just as we are seeing right now, but it also talks about disaster upon disaster. Um, and that's why I had had the both of us read from Genesis and Noah. Uh, Noah was forewarned about the flood. And what we seem to be forgetting is that uh, we're right in the middle. We're up rapidly approaching hurricane season. So I'm going to quote straight out of uh, Wikipedia here. It says, the Atlantic hurricane season is the period in a year when hurricanes usually form in the Atlantic Ocean. Worldwide tropical cyclone activity peaks in late summer when the greatest difference between temperatures aloft and sea surface temperatures is the greatest. However, each particular basin has its own seasonal patterns. In the North Atlantic Ocean, a distinct hurricane season occurs from June 1st to November 30th, sharply peaking from late August through September. The season's climatological peak of activity occurs around September 10th each season. Tropical disturbances that reach tropical storm intensity are named from a predetermined list. On average, 10.1, so remember that, 10 named storms occur each season with an average of 5.9 becoming hurricanes and 2.5 becoming major hurricanes, category 3 or greater. So just remember, two storms is what they normally see, and 2.5 major hurricanes per year. Now, according to the NOAA, the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, they released a report on May 21, 2020. And they predict, quote, an above-normal 2020 Atlantic hurricane season is expected, according to forecasters with NOAA's Climate Prediction Center, a division of the National Weather Service. The outlook predicts a 60% chance of an above-normal season, 30% chance of a near-normal, and only a 10% chance of a below-normal season. NOAA's Climate Prediction Center is forecasting a likely range 
of 13 to 19. Remember, I said 10. So we're expecting up to 19 storms this year of 39 or higher, of which 6 to 10 could become hurricanes, including 3 to 6 major hurricanes. So we've got a prediction of 6 versus 2.5 this year. Um, NOA provides these ranges with a 70% confidence. So, as we recall, God told Noah, he said, hey, prepare for the flood that's coming. So, I'm going to ask you, Anthony, what was the first question that, God, or the first thing that God ordered Noah to do? Well, he, he told him to, to prepare the families and, uh, you know, his sons and their wives and, and start to gather the things they were going to need to be prepared to weather this storm. Exactly. In, in the case of, uh, of our space right now, we need to do the same. We need to start thinking ahead, yep. especially being in those uh, uh, areas that would be traditionally affected by the sure. hurricane. So Florida, Panhandle, those type areas. Um, so the first thing God told Noah is build an ark. So an ark, as he knows, a boat, and it was meant to deliver Noah, his family, and the animals to safety. So in other words, get them out of that situation. So, so from your experience, uh, what has FEMA's experience been as far as preparing for evacuation? Well, I, I think that um, that in impact in impact zones historically, mm -hmm. uh, they have set up um, teams mm -hmm. teams across the uh, across the U.S. and uh, outside the U.S. in the U.S. Virgin Islands, mm -hmm. there, are, there are teams for um, disaster assistance, public assistance, and those teams uh, would be. Um, able to assess and provide first response, whether it's temporary shelters or or food or whatever is needed for public assistance. Mm -hmm. But I think that their strategic plans are going to be based on the current um, environment with, uh, with being able to have the necessary items such mm -hmm. as uh, energy, you know, power generators available. Uh, to have water and supply chain management mm -hmm. in place, logistics. And there are some very good disaster recovery contractors in place, given the time that has lapped, mm -hmm. lapsed between Katrina to where we are today. Right. So I, I do know that there are the most important thing for people in terms of recommendations would be to, to understand where your FEMA resources are for your geographic region, what are the emergency um, response contacts, uh, what is the emergency evacuation plan for that area. It changes from location to location, but as we learned in Puerto Rico with um, Hurricane Maria um, and uh, in Florida with Harvey and some of the previous hurricanes that the preparedness of having uh, resource teams and knowing in advance 
who your contacts are, what is the plan. Those are all things that people need to start to prepare for. Mm -hmm. And the recommendations that I would have would be to reach out to FEMA through your um, your area offices for FEMA mm -hmm. and to define who is the resources for public assistance and for them to be able to provide you with a copy of the plans that are in place right now. Mm -hmm. there been a, you know, one of my big concerns is there has been a lot of... Um, shifting of, of financing with FEMA and with the other departments of the government. Uh, is FEMA in pretty good shape right now to... I, I understand that FEMA um, is relying heavy on contractors mm -hmm. to provide support. That mm -hmm. There's a very specialized expertise in knowing how to deal with uh, individual assistance, public assistance, and being able to respond accurately and quickly mm -hmm. and I think that um, they're going to heavily rely on outsourcing mm -hmm. but also they're going to need to rely on um, emergency declarations with, funny, uh, with funding mm -hmm. because um, when there's a disaster even if it's an emergency declaration it doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to get the funding they sure. need timely yeah. and or if funds might be reallocated for other projects mm -hmm. other requirements but I I would say that uh, in the time of an emergency um, the individual uh, states and counties mm -hmm. are going to need to know are they going to be reimbursed for their cost mm -hmm. for um, disaster response mm-hmm and one thing I know historically is that um, some administrations have handled it very well as far as uh, catastrophe, and mm -hmm. some haven't done so well. So, you know, I think the Clinton administration did a good job, and then I think the following administration had a couple of issues, obviously, with Katrina. Um, have things been kind of uh, consolidated and um, streamlined? so that this doesn't happen again? Well, I think that, that the government's focusing on um, consolidating mm -hmm. across the country mm -hmm. with different federal programs, especially within Homeland Security, which is a part of the uh, agency FEMA falls under, mm -hmm. as well as U.S. Coast Guard in working together in disaster response. Mm -hmm. But in terms of uh, federal uh, funding and appropriations. Mm -hmm. um, I think that we're continuing to see reduced government workforce and mm -hmm. more outsourcing. Right. And with that, it's always uh, sharpening your pencil to see how you can drive down cost. Mm -hmm. And um, historically, uh, federal agencies like FEMA have uh, historical data of what it takes to help facilitate during uh, hurricane season or mm -hmm. annually and those budgets are are always changing mm -hmm. but uh, to answer the question of whether there's funding there or not I think that you know you have your annual uh, congressional funding by agency mm -hmm. uh, but 
how much of that's contingency for unplanned events, um, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I think that it would have to require a disaster um, declaration, but I would also say that there um, needs to be an awareness that what if there's not funding? Mm -hmm. You know, how are the states, how are the counties going to adapt to this? Mm -hmm. you, s you spoke of agencies that are not NGOs that are basically will be managing a lot of the uh, FEMA needs if disaster were to happen. Um, what's your experience with their prepare their preparedness for what could happen? Uh, well, I think I think that uh, it's all about logistics and manpower mm -hmm. and and uh, skilled people. Mm -hmm. When I say manpower, really, it's the people that are within those um, geographic areas that have these blanket order agreements to come yeah. in and execute the work. Mm -hmm. So what I would say is, are they prepared? Yeah, I'm sure they are. They have to have their contingency plans and teams. The only scenario that's different now is the COVID uh, in that um, availability of people to be able to travel Mm -hmm. or or dedicate those kind of hours when they may or may not have uh, child care for their families mm -hmm. or be able to travel or make the adjustments they did before. Those things will have a factor on uh, efficiency in an emergency response. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know, uh, speaking from experience, um, it was, uh, Katrina was a very frustrating uh, it was very frustrating for us. Mm -hmm. So we, you know, as you know, I run a mobile clinic. Um, it's one of the things I do. And we actually sent um, several vans and medical supplies down to Florida, you know, for Katrina, uh, down to Louisiana and Florida. Mm -hmm. And uh, basically couldn't get anywhere because of how things were, had been cut off at the time. So, um, yeah, my hope is that there is some someone that can consolidate all the uh, parties involved. Um, I think I agree with you. I think the issue right now is with the COVID crisis. So many of those medical resources are being tied up right now. Um, so if there were a disaster, you know, what does that, what would that entitle, you know, what, what would that uh, require of us as medical providers to do um, so yeah there's a lot of things that we have to consider uh, that are not the same as they have yeah. been in previous yeah I would administrations agree. yeah I would agree 100%. So. all right we're going to take a quick break here and uh, we'll be right back to talk more about this hurricane season Supporting Christ the King Radio at ctkradio.org. 
Dr. Andrew has written eight books on end-time prophecy related to this series. To find out more about Dr. Andrew and the books on end-time prophecy, visit his website at www.andrewtheprophet.com. That's www.andrewtheprophet.com. The best way to keep track of what's going on in the Middle East is to visit the prophecy.blog. Observers and reporters on the ground update the site in real time hourly, so you stay informed. That's the prophecy.blog. We invite you to visit and explore the Christ the King Radio website at www.ctkradio.org. Our responsive website is designed to work on just about any device. Find information about our hosts and programs and keep track of what's going on here at Christ the King Radio Ministries. Just visit and like the Christ the King Radio website at www.ctkradio.org. Winter always means snow and ice on the roads, so it's not hard for even the most careful person to find themselves involved in a car crash. I'm Michael Van Lowe, and if this happens to you, I suggest you give my friends at Maximize Life Chiropractic a call at 303-922-8146. Dr. Sergio Rockport is highly trained and has years of experience treating back, neck, and extremity pain caused by a car crash, mine included, and all without using harmful and addictive pain medications. For a complete list of Dr. Rockefort's training and credentials and a sampling of his glowing patient testimonials, visit the website at www.MaximizeLifeChiropractic.com. While on the website, you'll discover that Dr. Rockefort also treats sports injuries. Don't walk around in pain. His services are covered under most insurance plans. To make an appointment to see the doctor, give them a call at 303-922-8146. For clinic location and hours of operation, visit the website at www.MaximizeLifeChiropractic.com. Bringing you to Optimum Health, Maximize Life Chiropractic. You're listening to Christ the King Radio at ctkradio.org. back and talking about um, obviously COVID but the hurricane season, the Atlantic hurricane season that's coming up and it, it's projected to be tw- at least twice as bad as previous years uh, probably one of the worst seasons seen in our history um, so God asked Noah, he said prepare, mm-hmm. prepare. I'm not going to just sign left you out of the water and deliver you. You're going to have to build a boat. Uh, so when he built the boat, let me ask you, Anthony, how was the boat built? Was it just a blank boat with a big wide open space? 
Well, you know, as as scripture would tell it, you know, it would there was more to it than that in terms of of how it was built with the compartments to be able yeah. to bring in all the animals to bring in all the food and and uh, feed to store. Mm -hmm. um, it was designed to be able to withstand uh, you know, a great storm. Yeah, and, it was raining. It was know, raining the whole time. So so it was enclosed, mm -hmm. you know, to uh, to protect uh, everyone, including the animals. Mm -hmm. I think that, that just as you talked about God telling people to prepare, it, it it's uh, it's also uh, a cleansing, you know, and, and it's basically um, being clear that you're doing the right thing to be prepared. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and I think that as the planning was for Noah to prepare for this event, we need to think about that with our lives today to mm -hmm. prepare. And, and how would we prepare? We would prepare not only with the supplies that we need, but also uh, uh, communications and to be able to really understand how you're going to, um, to live your life going forward um, spiritually as well as materially so that you're able to survive these difficult times that we have to face. Uh -huh. um, in today's scripture, it talked about um, a reading of how uh, there were parables that Jesus had. And one of the parables was about the crops and how the crops uh, had weeds within the crops. And uh, the scripture went on to say that when it comes time for the harvest, we'll go out and we'll pull away all the weeds, we'll bundle them up, and we'll burn them. And uh, crops will be abundant and great harvest. And I think the rationale behind that is simply just that um, you have to think about what were those weeds? Were they uh -huh. bad people? Were there uh -huh. people that didn't prepare, that were unconscious, that were living in a space that was not of, of the right thoughts, the right efforts, the right things? And, and what you're talking about here today with Noah and the relevance of preparing for the storm is, is relevant to the parables mm -hmm. that, uh, that were teachings that are, are quite similar to today's environment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, one of, the, um, one of the things that <clears throat> you know, God told Noah was, he said, you know, I'm going to tell you exactly what dimensions the the rooms are to be and and, and it's with us the same with us you know we all have different goals and different aspirations but God is very specific he says I want your room to be this size by this size and not only that but to put pitch and to cover it so prepare it because storms will come mm -hmm. and um, you know I'm providing you the means to be sheltered from these storms so um, so that kind of goes to my second point about being prepared for the hurricane season is um, obviously a lot of it has to do with sheltering. Um, Katrina was a disaster, absolute disaster. Mm -hmm. 
throwing 50,000, 60,000 people into an arena to fend for themselves with no water or resources is the epitome of what not to do to shelter someone. Uh, so, so my question to you is how is FEMA preparing to shelter potential victims from this hurricane season? Um, well, I, I know there's emergency preparedness plans in place. And I, I understand that, as I mentioned before, there are resources available now that, that people in hurricane zone areas should understand. They should understand wh where their contacts are for their counties uh, that could be affected. Uh, in most cases, FEMA is a federal agency with federal funding and that federal funding flows to each state and then each state flows to each county. And so um, know within your county commissioners and your Office of Emergency uh, Management, your OEM, that uh, you, what is the plan? You've got to be able to communicate and look within your county government to ask about where is the uh, OEM positioned on this, where are the temporary shelters, where can we go for food. Mm -hmm. I would highly recommend that that's the place people should start to know what plans are available. Because mm -hmm. if you look at FEMA as a federal level, their goal is to get the funding to the states and the states get it to the counties. Mm -hmm. So I would definitely um, understand within each your, your counties what their uh, contingencies are and, and what the resources are. And that's another um, huge concern at this point is that with this COVID crisis, the resources have been greatly depleted. Agreed. Um, and historically, FEMA has relied on nonprofits like Red Cross mm -hmm. to supply a lot of those yes. needs. And let's be honest, Red Cross is hurting right now. You know. Um, We've, uh, people are unemployed and there's not a lot of funding going to these nonprofit organizations. Mm -hmm. So I guess my question is how are we going to compensate for that, that lack, that deficiency that's presently there? Well, I think the lack is really um, subject matter experts in this disaster space. Mm -hmm. uh, the lack of first responders, um, whether it's... Um, you know, the law enforcement and how they've been impacted this year with the riots mm -hmm. to um, first responders in the hospitals uh, and hospital workers' lack of PPE, which uh, has um, made and raised concerns about mm -hmm. their, their safety and their health care work. So I would say that historically, uh, they're going to have to rely on more volunteers mm -hmm. because there's not going to be people in paid positions in the resources or capacities mm -hmm. there once was. Yeah, I guess the question is, um, yeah, my <clears throat> in a not so direct way, um, my I have a lack of faith in the leadership capabilities right now. Um, so who who is going to come to the forefront? And I have a feeling a lot of it's not going to be governmental. 
a lot of it will have to be uh, those that are outside of the government system right now to do that. Well, yeah, leadership, strong leadership. Some of the governors really took control of the pandemic as it was spiking in their states. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had strong governors mm-hmm. who made informed decisions but were realists also mm-hmm. and didn't um, cover things up. Mm-hmm. If you look at an example of New York and how New York responded when it was at an epicenter to how it managed and got under control. Mm-hmm. But it takes um, it takes key leadership to execute, mm-hmm. and I think that uh, that religious organizations will step in to help. You know, and I think that if you look to your parish or your church community to also see what resources are available, now would be the time to do it rather than to wait. Mm-hmm. You know, what what are what are some of the the things from the religious communities that can be made available sure so um so kind of my third point here is uh obviously god said build the ark build the rooms put some covering on it and you're to take two of every animal onto the ark Mm -hmm. um but obviously they he said these are meant for sustenance to the earth they're they're meant to be saved so they can multiply so they weren't meant for nowhere to eat. <laughs> in other words, that's mm-hmm. what I'm trying to imply. So, um, so it was very specific what God told Noah. He said, uh, "Take for yourself some of all the food which is edible, and gather it to yourself, and it shall be for good, for food for you, and for them." So, in other words, prepare, mm-hmm. gather your food, gather your water, mm-hmm. gather your medicine. So, what kind of uh, preparation are FEMA and the underlying organizations doing to prepare for food, water, and medicine? Well, I I think that um, historically they've made available meal rations, Mm -hmm. you know, for um, disaster assistance and have dropped meal rations two different locations but uh, I would agree that being able to purify your own water is a step that a person should take uh, being able to have access to any type of water um, and to understand what is your medicines that you're taking right now not necessarily to stockpile them but to look at what are some of the basic things that you would need mm-hmm. uh, whether it's um, say uh any type of uh, ibuprofen to um, any type of water, um, tea, uh, and, and medicine, not to mention the PPE, mm-hmm. is to make sure that you have kits available that can be uh, survival kits mm-hmm. that you can survive within this space with the items you have mm-hmm. for a duration, whether it's a week, a month, or a year. So I know, so the issue with Katrina uh, was that resources couldn't get to the people. Mm-hmm. So basically, they that's why they didn't stay where they were. They went to these large 
public buildings and probably suffered even worse than they would have being on their own. Um, is that something that FEMA has available? So say disaster strikes, here's your ration of food, uh, here's your ration of possible medications you might need like Tylenol or ibuprofen, here's your water purifier, so that you don't necessarily have to well, some, to, you yeah, know. some of that is in progress right now in the national stockpile mm -hmm. uh, as they're building up uh, PPE and masks. As far as food and water, I don't know at this time, but mm -hmm. I do know with the PPE, mm -hmm. there's a national stockpile being mm -hmm. built for this. Sure. And I do think, thinking to the future, um, you know, something that's simply done by so many other countries, uh, European countries, is uh, potassium iodide in case there is a, a, a nuclear disaster. Um, so, um, yeah, all these things are kind of of concern, so easy to remedy, to stockpile for these things. And yeah. yet, I'm afraid, I, I, my suspicion is that those things aren't in place right now. Agreed, yeah. So, um, so these... Um, <coughs> From a, from a prophetic standpoint, yeah, these floods are simply, these are just warnings. So we've got these pandemics, and then we've got these floods that could potentially hit us. I mean, they will, because mm -hmm. we always get a hurricane. But the question is how many of them will, ha will hit us. Um, yet from a schedule standpoint, the sun forewarned, forewarned us that this would happen. So he said this. He said, you will be hearing of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not frightened, for these things must take place. But that is not yet the end, for the nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom, mm -hmm. and in various places there will be famines, earthquakes. But all these things are merely the beginning of birth pains. Then they will deliver you to tribulation, and will kill you, and you will be hated by all nations because of my name. At that time, many will fall away, and will betray one another, and hate one another. Many false prophets will arise, and will mislead many. Because lawlessness is increased, most people's love will grow cold. But the one who endures to the end, he will be saved. The gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all the nations, and then the end will come. So, yeah, so it's not an easy course. No. And uh, So, what we're seeing a lot, what, these pandemics are just kind of what was promised. So COVID, probably the swine flu, yeah, and then a lot of hurricanes. And the one thing that always concerned me would be the nuclear a nuclear accident close <coughs> to New York City. Um, but these are kind of all events that lead to the end. And um, I think the message here is that yeah, it's going to get rough, but the gospel is what the word of Christ is what needs to be held on to regardless so you know it yeah. may even it may even entail loss of life but but he was trying to say that really that's the only thing you have to to live mm -hmm. on in yeah. the end so well Anthony I appreciate your time here well I appreciate and, you having me here and yeah I hope that we can uh, have an influence and and I'll hopefully prepare people for, for what's about to come. I, I agree. I agree. So, thank you very much.
I'm your host, Michael Van Lowe. This has been the Prophecy Show on the Christ the King Radio Network. And until next time, as always, love God and his heart. The preceding program was made possible in part by the generous financial support of listeners like you. By Maximize Life Chiropractic, bringing you to optimum health, Maximize Life Chiropractic. For more information in the Denver metro area, give them a call at 303-922-8146 or visit the website at www.MaximizeLifeChiropractic.com by internet media providers, makers of Crosslink. With Crosslink, you can view any Christian television station in the world using Crosslink. For more information, look for the link to internet media providers on this website or app, or visit us directly at www. Dot internet media providers dot com produced by CTK Media Services.